Our reading today comes from the book of Revelation, the second chapter, starting with the first verse. To the church in Ephesus, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walked among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance. I know that you cannot tolerate evildoers. You have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them to be false. I also know that you are enduring patiently and bearing up for the sake of my name, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. So remember then from what you have fallen. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the reflections of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, for you are our strength and Redeemer. Amen. How are you? No, really, how are you right now? This has been a week, and I think it's important that we start out by saying that out loud. Is your heart still pounding like it's going to leap out of your chest? Have you had a solid, restful night's sleep yet? Is your stomach still filled with butterflies or tangled in knots? Is your mind blown? Is your heart broken? Have you been able to get through one task this week without checking the news, refreshing the feed, gripping your phone? This has been a week of clenching tension, holding breath, tossing and turning, sputtering out, and incredible uncertainty. In the days and hours before the last polls closed, buildings boarded up. The National Guard called out, the unknown feared. And we knew that we would not know the results on Tuesday evening. And still, nothing could have prepared us for the level of uncertainty and anxiety this past week brought. And as the results have trickled in, it seems those few things we thought, we hoped, were certain of, were in fact uncertain. We might have thought that the electoral results would be different, that it wouldn't be nearly as close as it had turned out. We might have convinced ourselves that our nation is not as divided as the results have shown uncertainty. I am still struck at this moment. This is an extraordinary time of questions without answers, 
anticipation with little relief. With a raging pandemic and a divided nation, we are living in a never-ending season of uncertainty. As much as we have adapted and adapted well, this moment in history, the angst, the waiting, the holding of our breath is painful. When will we see our loved ones again? Will our jobs survive this? Will school reopen or will it close? What does the next two months hold for our nation? Will the transfer of power be peaceful? Will the courts step in? We are drowning in the unknown. We can't see the road ahead of us. We can't imagine life on the other side of this moment. We mortals hate uncertainty, and it's not our fault. Our anxiety and discomfort are products of evolution. Anxious early humans who avoided uncertainty had a survival advantage. Those instincts are part of our DNA. Still, modern life has made it even harder to tolerate uncertainty. If you want the answer to any question in the world, just ask your device. If you want to know whether a restaurant will be good and comfortable, just head to your favorite search engine. If you wonder if that first date is worth your time, glance at their Facebook page, Instagram, or LinkedIn. We have very little patience, tolerance, for life's uncertainties and we become progressively more anxious when faced with the unknown. Theologian Richard Rohr describes this uncertain space, this liminal space, this way. It is when you have left the tired and true, but have not yet been able to replace it with anything else. It is when you are between your old comfort zone and any possible new answer. If you are not trained in how to hold anxiety, how to live with ambiguity, how to entrust and wait, you will run. Anything to flee this terrible cloud of unknowing. The people of God are no strangers to uncertainty. Our story is defined by crisis and ambiguity, and there have been plenty of chances to run. We floated in an ark to await dry land. We wandered in the desert in search of home. We huddled in a locked room, hoping for resurrection. We planted churches with no sense of if they would blossom and bloom. And at each step of the way, we rooted ourselves in that one certain truth, the love of God, our first love as a people. With it, the promise and assurance that despite the unknowns and the uphill battles that await us, God is with us, encouraging 
and sustaining us. Behavioral scientists tell us that the first step to living in this uncertainty is to look at the facts, the data, the unchangeables, and identify the solid ground. Root ourselves in certain truths. And so while we cannot be sure what the future holds for this nation or for any of us, we can cling to those truths which define us as people of faith, of which we stake our salvation. Now, I am not going to be bold enough to claim certainty for you. So let me tell you about my solid ground and the truths of which I am certain. I am certain that it is God who sits at the center of the universe, not a flag or a president or a branch of government, but God is sovereign. God is the creator and the whirler of the planets, the one who gives us breath and life and being, and the one to whom our trust is deserved. I am certain that humanity in all of its vibrancy is created in the image of God. That queer folks and black and brown folks and folks with different bodies and minds who speak many languages and love many ways that you, you have been carefully, fearfully, wonderfully made, fashioned in the very image of our good God. And no court decision, no politician, no tweet, no vote, no slim majority will ever change that reality. And I am certain that whatever the results, however this ends, whatever awaits our nation and world in the future, our commitment to justice and mercy will remain the same. Old South Church, I am certain that we will love this world as God has loved us. Sacrificially, practically, heroically if need be, we will feed the hungry, comfort the afflicted, and take our share in doing whatever it takes to honor the full dignity of every human being. We'll take to the streets if need be, especially if the well-being of the most vulnerable requires it. You see, the future is uncertain, and in some ways it always has been. But I am not without hope. For of all of my certainties, the one that comforts me, gives me courage, and steadies my heart the most is the certainty of you, of your commitment to justice, your love of one another, your willingness to keep growing in your discipleship, your hope that God is still at work in the world. And with that certainty, with the good assurance of you, I can face the unknown. Thanks be to God. Amen.